Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well wherever you are listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking out the show. On the show this time around, I've got Mimi of the band Dream Nails. I sat down with Dream Nails uh, about a month ago as you guys are listening to this conversation uh, to talk all about their brand new record, Doom Loop. And let me tell you something. This conversation is great. Mimi is great. And Dream Nails, you need to be listening to Dream Nails, guys. They're so fucking good. Um, they are a London-based queer punk collective, um, and they have the kind of the swagger. They have the punchy fucking lyrics. They have everything. They're, they are what you would call the full package. Really, really good. Really, really good. They're actually doing some in-store signing dates as well, which Mimi talks about in the interview. And they're also out on tour as well throughout September and October across the EU and the UK. So I definitely recommend you get yourselves down to a show. We talk uh, about the formation of the band. We talk about Mimi uh, being a Canadian-based lady um, and obviously moving to London to study and things like that and how that all happened. And it's just really, really good fun. And we actually talk about the strangest place that she's ever played a gig. And there is some... There, <laughs> you are not ready for that part of the conversation. So that is all to come. So uh, we thank uh, Mimi for coming on. And a massive shout-out to my boy over at Marshall Records, Mr. Harris Alley. What an absolute legend for sending this over. And um, I just want to thank everyone for supporting the show the last couple of weeks. Um, as you will hear this conversation, the Blackbriar episode will have gone out, Blood Command will have gone out, um, a Virtue, Rocket Penguin, King Nun, a Patron Saint, a Matt Stocks episode. We've had lots of good stuff in the back catalogue for you to check out. And that's literally the, the last like three weeks. We've got over 200 and 50 episodes in the back catalogue for you to check out. Some of them are interviews, some of them were my former co-hosts, but they're all, I was about to say they're all gold, but I mean the majority of them are gold. You should definitely check them out. Anyway, this is my conversation with Mimi of the band Dream Nails on the Nevermind Poly podcast. Let's get to it. See you soon. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and today I'm sat down with Mimi of the band Dream Nails. How are we doing? How's things? Hello, I'm good. I'm just dying in the heat wave. It is, it is warm. It is warm. It's September <laughs> as we record this conversation and it's about 30 degrees. It's absolutely <laughs> mad. Um, but yeah, how, how's your day going? How's everything all going? Is all right? Well, it's good. I'm actually just preparing to go to Birmingham because we have a show tonight in Birmingham. Ooh, so I'm just packing my car with my bass amp. I'm going to leave just after your podcast to get on the road and drive there. Oh, amazing <laughs> stuff. Amazing stuff. Well, I, ha- I hope you have an amazing show. Um, so the, this is a, the reason why we're having this conversation is because you guys have a new record out, uh, as people hear this podcast and everything, called Doom Loop. And I've been one of the lucky people who's been sent it ahead of time and... I'm obsessed. I'm literally <laughs> obsessed. It's so fucking good. Um, so I kind of want to ask you personally, how was your kind of uh, feelings leading up to it? What What's the mood like in camp at the moment? Oh, it's amazing. It's, um, yeah, Doom Loop. It's out on 13th of October. And we were just speaking about this. We started writing this 
last year around the same time, last October, and it's just been the craziest year. So much has gone into this. So much work has gone into this. So many people we've worked with. Like we worked with Ross Orton, who produced the record. We went to Sheffield to do that last October. And then since then, we've signed with Marshall Records. Mm. So, so much has happened since we actually started thinking about writing it. Um, And it's all come together so well. And we're just in the process of releasing the singles. So, we just released our third single. Mm ball pit a few days ago and um, yeah we're just so excited to be getting new music out there because it was this is like a post-covid album so it's been a while since the first album absolutely and, and that's the thing as well i, I don't i am very cautious of touching too much on covid because it was I such know. a time it was such a time in our lives but it is relevant because it yeah. is it is such a thing as, as like you say you put the first record out and then as a creative person you don't really tend to stop regardless of any pandemics yeah. or anything but, but that was the thing. How did you kind of navigate that whole situation as a band and as, as yourself personally? Well, we had a lot of big changes in the band. We mm. had a lineup change. And I think it was just, yeah, we all just trying to um, bury it. Mm. Bury it very, <laughs> very, very, very deep, yeah. We haven't dealt with it yet, maybe. No, but <laughs> um, yeah, like the lockdowns and stuff, that was obviously really hard as a band. We had a whole year to cancel the gigs. So we are very much a live band. Yeah. So I think it's just really great to have like a fresh start, new album, album tour, UK, EU, and like exciting things planned for next year, working with a record, new record label. Like everything's just, it's just great for us right now. Absolutely. And that's the thing, right? So with, with this podcast, I don't generally sort of touch reviews as in reviewing albums, things, because yeah. I know people do it a lot better than I do. But I've put a couple of uh, notes. Again, this is just me spent like three or four days just listening to the album uh, as and yeah. when I get the time. And I, I kind of put on here, uh, it's brilliantly fiery, unapologetic and confrontational, but yet catchy as fuck. Do you think that's a fair representation? Oh my god, I love that. Can we use that? <laughs> of course you can. You absolutely use that. Um, and th- that's the thing. There is from the from the, from the very outset of the of the album, it kind of does hit you in the face with these. And cre- I mean, props to the entire band, but props to you personally. Yeah. Um, the bass work is wicked. And I don't. I want to ask you: Did you kind of have any kind of input on how high it is in the mix? Because it is really <laughs> prominent and. Bases are underrated. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Like there is some fantastic bass work on here. So props to you and obviously the rest of the band for being oh, super talented. But yeah, how, how was all that and the creation oh, of the thank album? thank you so much. Um, I don't think I had... I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, say anything about the bass being higher in the mix. I think it just happened naturally. And I think because we had conversations with Ross, the producer, mm. before before even going into the studio, kind of like pre-production conversations about the feel we wanted mm-hmm. and we were like we want this to be more raw we want it yeah. to be like more not live sounding but more raw than our first album yeah and maybe that's why it translated like that with like the higher bass because it's more of like a, a booming it, it, like it's a definitely it's definitely like very like kind of stabby in a good way like it's yeah. it's like dripping in charisma as well as kind of just this cool kind of but then once you kind of 
get settled into that mood and that groove and then you start listening to the lyrics and that's when it really yeah. swings its punches and you don't take any prisoners and again fair play do you know what i mean because yeah. the, the, you know it'd be very easy just to write a really kind of uh, cool record like you've done but then write lyrics about whatever generally the but mm-hmm. the fact you've decided to take pretty much the whole world problems at large in a very small time frame how, how would you find that and how was the writing process for that oh thank you. yeah thank you just for like your input because we haven't spoken to anyone yet who's actually listened oh to amazing album, so for it's sure really like interesting for you yeah to say all that um yeah so i mean basically anya the guitarist mm starts with the lyric ideas she writes down tons of lyrics ish our lead singer also helps with a lot of lyrics and i think those ideas kind of came first so annie will come in and be like let's write a song about an incel Mm -hmm. and here are these lyrics and then it's just like we built on that and a lot of the songs like we didn't mean for everything to be about masculinity, mm. which it kind of is throughout the whole album. That's kind of like the underlying theme, but it just happened that way. Cause it was like, and there were other songs that didn't make it on the album too. That might, that might come out later, but yeah. they were all very similar in that they were our, our input on our, our view and our perception of, of masculinity. Yeah, of course. Well, that's that's the thing as well, and I, I'm gonna I'm going to steer clear if I can of the generic joke drope. Quite, can't say the word. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. You know the word I'm trying to say, or I think at least anyway. Um, the the trope question. That's the word. I'd get there eventually. Of what's it like being a woman and a man? Because it's uh, it's just the most derogatory thing. But that being yeah. said, I kind of do you kind of find it more difficult as a, as a as a queer based band and things like that flying the flag high and mighty as you well should with these songs and things how do you do you find that sort of you come across like people come across a bit more kind of like confrontational towards you because of that does that make any kind of sense oh, sorry i've completely butchered yeah. what i was trying to say there but uh <laughs> uh well i think we you know we face our struggles and sometimes I'm not thinking about that because I'm just me and I've been a musician my whole life so I'm not yeah, for sure sometimes I'm not thinking about that but then sometimes you're kind of faced with it and you're like oh yeah this yeah, is this is an issue yeah for sure. but um I think especially for this record we felt really supported mm. like especially with Marshall taking us on we definitely we feel like they've they really like the music and it's not just about our identity or our politics and people are actually like really like the songs like Steve Lamack is always championing us on on the radio and and I I really like that like positive reaction that we get to the music and people like old punks are like this is punk like yeah this is political this is what the world needs yeah and it's just we love hearing that because I guess it is hard, but that's what we want to sing about. That's what we want to write about. So it's great that other people who aren't even, who aren't women, who aren't queer, are like mm-hmm. really behind it, really yeah. behind the message. Absolutely. And that that's the thing as well. Um, there was a particular line, uh, and I've completely forgotten the, the first name of the song. I do apologize. But it was the, it was the fact it's not the, um, okay, I'm going to butcher the lyrics as well. I'm just going to butcher everything. <laughs> oh, the podcast. But basically, the sentiment is it's not the, the, the apples that rotten to the whole damn tree is essentially yeah. the, the, the kind of premise of what I'm trying to get at. And yeah. hearing that as, as a man, I was kind of like, 
oh wow that's like but then you do you like because i know people in my well, my social circle and things and they've said things that are a bit like dude like not cool like mm-hmm. generally and it's our responsibility to kind of then go mate shut the fuck up don't do that yeah. like do you know what i mean but i yeah <laughs> it, and, and that's important and i feel like if there is any justice in the world which a lot of time there's not and the music industry is the way music industry is you guys should um be kind of championed and been rallied around and saying hey fucking look at this band they're they're, they're fucking great to begin with is in like the music's fantastic yeah but also just listen open your ears a little bit pin back your ears and listen because they've got mm. something to say do you know what i mean and again not mm-hmm. to kind of um put you guys in a, in a kind of a group or a genre or whatever but it's it, to me it's very similar to kind of i would love you guys to have the same success as like someone like nova twins who are absolutely yeah. out there smashing it do you know what i mean because again yeah. it's kind of it's so in fact to this t- today and tomorrow i've got three women or, or non-binary people coming on the podcast and that to me is like that's really exciting because I'm yeah. kind of I'm trying to do a hundred podcasts uh, guest episodes this year, and you will be number eighty odd something. Um, oh, so wow. I've got like seventeen left, and it's kind of like I've done it, and I was like going for a breakdown and gone right, okay, uh, female in the band, yes, 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 no, yes, yes, like, and it's kind of important to show a representation. So it, that that's kind of what I'm trying to do it's to be an ally, I guess. And yeah, this yeah. record record slaps, man. So <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we want to talk obviously about the fact that you guys are, you know, a very uh, prolific live act as well. Um, you're out in support of the record, as you say, heading out to Birmingham, literally as we have this conversation, as soon as the conversation yeah. is done and things. But when this podcast comes out, it will come out, uh, I think it's like the day before or day, a couple of days before the record drops. You guys yeah. are starting out a UK tour in Cambridge and then heading all around the UK into Europe. Um, how do you kind of find touring? How do you find interacting with fans? How's, how's the show life for you? Oh, it's like, you know, part of the reason why we do it. We love talking to people after the show. After mm. every show, we don't have a merch person. We, like, run off the stage mm. and go to the merch table. Amazing. We tell everyone, come to the merch table, we want to speak to you. Yeah. And, yeah, we love meeting people. We love making connections. We love hearing people's stories. You know, we hear a lot. We hear a lot of people's stories, um, mm. some of them traumatic, some of them you know, all across the board. Yeah, of course. And we just love playing live as well because we really feel like the space we create is important. Mm -hmm. And we do say women, trans, non-binary people to the front every show. Yeah. And people will be like dancing at the front and they've never had that opportunity to do that before at a gig. That's really important for us. Absolutely. Um, and, and kind of speaking of, uh, speaking about touring and things, this is a question yeah. which I've asked uh, a few different artists and every artist immediately takes it as a negative and it's not meant to be a negative. But where is the strangest or the weirdest place you've played a show? Kind of like you've looked around at the rest of the band and gone, how, how the fuck are we here? What's going on? <laughs> Do you have any of those? Yeah. It, that's the thing. it doesn't have to be a negative experience. It's just kind of like a... How the fuck did we what the hell <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> we've had some strange experiences as well as amazing experiences but yeah i think the most recent one should i name a place i mean if you want to name a place that, that that's on you i was gonna say you could just say x place here in x city if you want I, i'm you know that's on you i was gonna say <laughs> i'm not bothered oh okay well actually something does come to mind we played in oslo a few years back mm-hmm. and it was in some anarchist squat 
right and they sure. were literally doing human suspension right okay. while we were sound checking do you know what that is i don't know i'm not overly familiar it's people who are have actual hooks through their actual skin and are hung up from the ceiling and swing around oh if you're listening if you're watching this on youtube i've just had an audible freak out that's oh that is like i mean i'm a massive horror fan right so that's some like saw trap level stuff like that is whoa but go on it was <laughs> so weird but actually while i was watching it i started contemplating doing it and yeah. i said like, no no i can't no. do that but everyone was so they were like yeah. meditating while they were doing yeah. it yeah well, like, sound check <laughs> I, I guess that's but like if you if you feel if the human body allows you to do that and not get hurt then do it that sounds amazing like i know the big a big thing is like kind of the ice bath thing right and i can yeah. get like the um the medical and kind of the beneficial feelings from it but like i couldn't think of anything worse let alone sticking literal hooks in my body and then you're like oh no that's that's incredible was that in oslo did you say yeah. R- remind me never to go to oslo it doesn't matter how nice the city is or whatever no. i'm never going <laughs> that sounds awful <laughs> bless you that, that's yeah. really that's really cool i love that um i wanted to to take things back uh right back to the to the start and stuff because i think it's really interesting to see where people have come from and if i've got my notes correctly you are canadian based or canadian born yeah. should i say what was it yeah. like kind of growing up there and how did you end up becoming uh, the bass player in, in, a, in a london punk band <laughs> how did that happen I know, it's so weird. I think I manifested it, but in mm. a subconscious way. Because um, I, yeah, I grew up in Canada. Mm. I was, you know, introduced to music basically in the womb because my parents owned a record store. Oh, amazing, nice. I have, like, a picture of me with the Ramones when I'm a baby, and they're holding nice. me. Um, nice. <laughs> so that shows you, like, my family was very into punk. Mm. Um so my brother's name is Strummer after Joe Strummer. Amazing. So I was very much into like punk music. Uh, and I was just into music in general. I was um, playing piano. And then I came to London because I was going to study. I was going to do my Bachelor of Music mm-hmm. in London. Um, and part of the reason why I came to London, I think, was because of like loving punk mm. and where it came from and like yeah. kind of, Yeah. London in general. Yeah, of course. Then I, yeah, I put an ad on Gumtree being like, any female drummers, because I wanted to play with someone. And Lucy was the first person who responded. And this is in 2014. Mm -hmm. And she was like one of my first friends when I moved here. And we played a few shows together. And then I was like, I need to focus on my degree because I was doing piano performance and it was very intense. Yeah, I can bet. (laughs) Yeah. And then I I graduated and Lucy was like, I'm in this band Dream Nails and they're looking for a bass player. And I was just like, okay, I don't play bass, but I'm very musical, so Mm. I'm just going to do it. And I actually love the bass. Like, I think bass and drums rhythm section Mm. that's my biggest interest and even when i was playing piano in the university i was doing very weird stuff like contemporary very rhythmic stuff Mm. on the piano so i think it was just like punk band london like i feel like i just manifested that yeah absolutely (laughs) and and you know what like you've got the the ultimate trump card up your sleeve because if anyone ever says to you oh you're not a real punk and it's like i think you'll find i have a baby uh, a photo of me as a child with a remote <laughs> yeah. so 
yeah. basically. <laughs> like, just give them the two fingers. That I love yeah. that. And, and I, I guess, obviously, like with your with your parents owning a record store, you've kind of uh, I don't know what what age kind of you moved. I said you when you moved to London to to um, study and things, but like you had access to music like all the time, like. Back when, you know, like before Spotify for younger people and things like that, you had to go to a record store and go to a CD store and buy these things. But I guess you kind of just had everything on there. Did you ever get to like try and uh, experiment and play with things and go like, oh, what's this one? And that kind of thing. Or, or how was that? Yeah, definitely. I know, like I, I did have access to that and and I could just bring music home all the time mm-hmm. and then it'd just go back to the store. Yeah, amazing. <clears throat> it would just be like... Yeah, CDs, I had, yeah, everything. And I'd just be like, Dad, what should I listen to? And he'd be like, this and this and this. And then, because he knew, my my mom and my dad, they knew, like, every band, every album, because they had to order it. Yeah, And they had to listen to it and decide what to bring in. And they would order stuff from London, like, special orders. Like, you couldn't actually get that stuff easily back then. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course. So it was, it was, yeah, I was, I'm very lucky I'm very lucky to have had that kind of access. Absolutely. So a, a question I sometimes ask, and I guess it's, it potentially might be redundant in your case because of your parents owning a record store, but do you remember the first record or CD or tape, or whatever, that you bought with your own money? <laughs> yeah, I guess I never had to buy any with my own money. Yeah, that was, that was where I was going with that because you obviously got the record store. It's like, well, what do I need to buy it? I can just like loan it. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> but I remember specifically having either Spice Girls or mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne let go. I think those were the ones I was like, this is mine. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, you know what? Like I I strong and this is something this is a conversation for another day really, but like people who say that um like I was a guilty pleasure. They don't exist. I'm sorry. They just they just don't exist, yeah. right? So I've got. Um, I'm very proud of my vinyl collection. I inherited. A, and my dad's not dead, to be fair, but he gave me a lot of when I when I moved out. He said you could have these as long as you don't sell them. If you want them, bring them back. But like, mm-hmm. I've got like old like Sabbath stuff and like from the 70s and stuff, and I love it. But also in that collection, I've got an Avril Lavigne, Let It Go, and it's like my friends are going, "What is that?" I'm like, "Don't just don't, don't you diss that album? That is a great yeah. fucking album. You put that back, like, do you know what I mean?" <laughs> It's such a good record, um, and that's the thing. Do you do you have any kind of uh, guilty pleasures or anything like that? Anything that, if if we were to take a look at your Spotify as as a band or as you personally, and have a flick through, is there anything that would come up and be like, "Well, that's strange. They're a punk band. Why are they listening to whatever?" Do, have you got any of those? Yeah. Or I have to say, probably Lady Gaga is mine. Yeah, but Lady Gaga's punk, though, isn't she? Really, like I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, like she is a visionary. That's that's like her whole yeah. mo. Do you know what I mean? So that makes perfect yeah, that's sense. True. Yeah, that she makes, is punk. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I think. Well, I guess I listen to some a lot of like contemporary, like maximalist music or something. Mm. Like I don't know. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Maybe fair. I'd be like, what's Max Richter? Or, yeah, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> amazing amazing um so i've got i've got a couple of final questions because i know that you are uh needing to pack up your things and go play a rock show so fair enough um but one of the questions i asked everybody in 2023 is so when a big i keep saying spotify and i'm going to stop saying spotify because someone's like spotify a bad company i'm like yeah fair so when a big company spotify apple deezer whoever i don't mind who amazon when they buy this podcast as one of their exclusives right and yeah. with all that lovely money, I'm going to create my own festival, right? 
and we're going to do this festival in the biggest possible like arena, field, whatever that we can get our hands on because again, we've got the big corporate money, right? Dream Nails are invited to play along with all the other bands that are playing uh, been on the show. And what I would like to know is what you'd like to add to the rider of said festival. Now, to give you a little bit of context, because we've got all the money, like we can have whatever we want, and because it's in the biggest field slash arena ever, we can also have pretty much what we want, right? So there's like a sliding scale. So I had Andy from Therapy on, who is fucking amazing, and said to me, yeah. I want like just like uh, water, towels, fruit, just really like the bare bones, simple stuff, right? All the way up to people saying they want like roller coaster rides to like fucking um, a whole um, monster truck set up, all the way like to the really like niche stuff of people saying like, okay, I want like a bottle of French red wine that's only made like five bottles of every like 15 years in this vineyard in the south of France. What would you like to add? Well, it's funny that you asked this because we literally just had a conversation of what would be your like rock star thing that you'd have. Amazing. There we go. I was nicely, <laughs> nicely prepped for you then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Ever, I think me and Lucy said we'd have, uh, Lucy said she'd have a personal trainer. Oh, like, that, that is a good shout. I, I've, I've not had that one yet. That's a really good shout. <laughs> Because a lot of bands are into fitness and then obviously being on the road, you know, it's very easy to like yeah. potentially fall into bad habits because you're on the road and service stations and things like that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's perfect shout. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, personal trainer. And it was like massage therapist. Yeah. And she's like, I want a mouth massage. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's like people put their whole hand in your mouth, like massaging your mouth. I, I have know. not seen this. Um, but you know, the second this interview is done, I'm checking that out on YouTube. Yeah. Just go for a mouth massage. <laughs> So, that's yeah. amazing i think we just wanted people to take care of us in yeah like... that's fair that's fair so uh sort of um so we could get like a um a personal trainer physio yeah. masseuse all kind of yeah. rolled into one that would be that's bank i mean i've mouth yeah. masseuse that's crazy that is really kind of like blowing my mind that i mean it doesn't it doesn't make sense why it wouldn't exist but also that's crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah. um lovely stuff um, so, uh, as just to kind of recap and, and to finish things off, um, Dream Nails have the brand new record out, which is called Doom Loop. It is out pretty much everywhere now. Hopefully, I say this will go out the day, a day before or a day after. I've not quite figured out the final scheduling yet. But uh, I have one final question for you, and that is, what is the best thing about being in a band for you personally? Well, we are... A group we do things together and i love that and i think oh sorry Don't let me girl. start that over yeah that's okay you're good <laughs> we're a group and we're we do things together we've got each other's backs like it's so nice to actually be in a band and not just a solo artist i think i mean it might be boring being a solo artist like mm. we have so much fun together and you know we have hard times as well but i think because we've really found a way to listen to each other to to make sure everyone's okay to work with each other it's a really special thing um it's it's hard working with that many people all the time and and making decisions on consensus and making sure everyone's happy but we definitely have like found a way to make it work for us and because we all respect and value each other so much and I think that's a, that's a really special thing so having that having the group 
and then also everything else that goes with it. It's, it's fun to make music. I'm a musician. Yeah. Like that's what I want to do with my life. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm do I'm able to do it in the band. So it's great. Absolutely. Um, good luck with the show tonight. Good luck with the rest of the tour. Um, the album is fantastic. As I said, as I said at the start of the show, is there anything that you would like to plug anything you'd like to say just at the end and we'll, we'll cap things off. Yeah, so for the week of release, we're actually doing a special in-store tour. Oh, amazing, for sure. Yeah. I could take you. Nice. So where, where, where's the, the in-stores? Where's the in-stores uh, in the UK? Do you know them or I can get them up on Google, I'm sure. I need I need it. Is I'm pretty sure the guy's called Jamie who does Joe Rogan. He's like, I'm going to get this up for you, Jamie. I'm going to be Jamie as well as the interviewer. There we go. Yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got them up. So October 13th, Banquet, Kingston. October 14th, Jacaranda, Liverpool. October 16th, Beyond Vinyl, Newcastle. October 17th, Crash Records, Leeds. October 18th, Rough Trade, Nottingham. October 19th, Rough Trade, East London. Lovely job. Lovely job. <laughs> nice. Like a, like a professional. I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, I'd say for myself personally, I'm hoping to get down to the Cambridge show. It's about an hour and a half or so for me. I'm hoping to oh, get amazing. there because yeah, I, you guys are fucking great. And, and this has been yeah. a fantastic punk, uh, punk, fantastic punk conversation. For a podcast, I can't talk sometimes, which is really, really good fun. Um, yeah, good luck with the show. Um, I'll give you like a sound bit of advice. Just make sure you check your cables. Just like, because that's the thing, that's be something that I would do. I'd pack all the important things, with it, but I'd forget a cable. I mean, that's just me. That's just more about me than does you. But yeah, enjoy. And um, yeah, we will catch up very, very soon. Peace and love. Cool. See you soon. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye.